The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus addressed this parable to them. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy. And upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance. Or what woman, having ten coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. So what stood out to you in that gospel today? Yeah, it's pretty nice that, you know, God still wants to seek me who screws up, even though he's got plenty of good people, right? It's like, that's really happy. That's really rejoicing. Okay, what else? Yeah, they talk about sheep, and like, that's an idea, like, we can take on, like, this image of, like, sheep ourselves, like, we have a shepherd who guides us. That's good. Okay. Rejoice, like, rejoice, like, when, when he brought the sheep back, he's like, rejoice with me. When she found the coin, she's like, rejoice with me. Yeah, there's like a big party they're having. Right, so the idea is like, if we have one sinner, all of us are sinners, but if there's one sinner that says, hey, God, I'm really sorry, I want to come back to you. Heaven's going to have like this amazing, like rejoicing part of that. Yeah, okay, one more over here, let's see. Yeah, so the idea too is like, I'm never going to be abandoned by God. And, I, and we can feel that way sometimes. How many of you ever felt like distant from God? Like, man, God just doesn't seem to really care about me right now. Like, things are just kind of tough. Yeah, maybe some of you have felt that, maybe some of you haven't, and yet we know that he's, he's not going to leave us. Another thing to consider, the tax collectors and the, and the sinners, right, are the people who are going to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes, the ones who have this knowledge about God, are actually upset and angry. You would think it'd be the other way around almost, like, man, they have this knowledge of God, and like, here's the Messiah. Why are they not running to him to spend time with him? And the problem is that they had this idea that they, they knew better than God. That they had their, their ritualistic laws. And the struggle in that, in that area, and we see it still today, is sometimes we make our own rules. So how many of you, like, I, I know you guys play games all the time out on the, on the well, now we have a new playground. Um, but, like, when you're playing a game, like, do you make up the rules as you go, or do you have, like, a set amount of rules that you play by? A little bit of both, a little bit. But, but you, probably, you probably agree on the rules. It's not just like, okay, we're going to play Foursquare, and all of a sudden I'm going to make my own rules that makes me always the king of Foursquare. Everyone else would be pretty upset about that. And it's probably happened, hasn't it? But the Pharisees and, and Sadducees, you know, the scribes, they're, they're trying to like make their own rules, and therefore like, they're failing to see God's mercy, and they're failing to see the joy that exists from when people 
correct themselves. So think about this as well. You know, how many of us have made mistakes in our lives? All of us, right? Good. Perfect. How many of us in making that mistake, like, oh, I should probably do something different next time, right? So we learn from that mistake. We should. The same thing is with these sinners, right? They, they recognize that it's not the place they want to stay. They don't want to stay in that place of, of sin or error. And so, yeah, it's, it's beautiful to have the imagery that when we hear in that gospel, God's going to go out and look for the lost one. Because if you think about it on a very practical level, let's say you're a farmer, you've got a hundred sheep, you know, and one goes astray, like, does it make logical sense to go find the one sheep? You're like, I got 99 other good sheep. I can, I can spare to lose a sheep. That kind of makes logical sense. Like, why would I abandon or why would I leave these 99 to other things to go find one stupid sheep who got itself lost probably? Idiot. And yet, Jesus says, no, that sheep is as precious to me as these other 99. And it's not an idiot. It's not stupid. It's beloved. And so when he goes and he finds the sheep, it's the, the image is like he has to take it and carry it on his back. In the same way, like if you, I, I was thinking about this, so I had the, the male missionaries stay with me last night at the rectory, which was awesome. Um, they like to play Super Smash Bros. And I watched them play Super Smash Bros., which is great. But we were getting ready for bed, and one of them was looking for his phone charger. He's like, where's my phone charger at? And then he found, he's like, I found my phone charger. And I was like, are we going to rejoice and party right now because you found the phone charger? But in the same way, like, something so simple and basic, we get happy when we find it again. And yet we're talking about human souls. We're talking about people. We're talking about something way more important than a little coin or a phone charger. We're talking about us. And so when God finds us and we return to him, why would he not celebrate? God bless you. Like, that's the thing. Like, why would he not celebrate? And you think about this, this week, what we've celebrated, we've had, uh, we had Halloween, right? And so, like, that's kind of like all Hallows' Eve. We pray for those who have died in Christ. We have All Saints' Day, so we rejoice for those in heaven. And then we had All Souls' Day, those who had died, who we're praying for still. God bless you. There's a lot of rejoicing because of what happens later. There's a lot of rejoicing. And so for us today, uh, we want to think about this. How do we rejoice with the Lord? How do we celebrate with the Lord? How do we praise with the Lord? And we've talked about this with Mass being a form of worship. We've had Worship Wednesdays. We've had all these things. Like, how do we rejoice with God in, in the things that He does in our lives? Like, do we thank God? Do we think to thank God? Or do we just kind of go by like, okay, yeah, like, this is my life, it's whatever. The point about the whole gospel is God's generosity can never be outdone, but also his mercy extends to everyone all the time. God never tires of looking for us. Sometimes we just get tired of being looked for. And if we can allow ourselves to be found by God, like, God, here I am. Come and, come and find me. And we give him that permission. That's a, sometimes a big thing, too. Um, 
uh, just imagine like the rejoicing that will occur in, in, the, in the realm of heaven that's beyond what we can visibly see. So for our task today, as we kind of go through our day, we want to ask this question. What can I do to be found by God? Again, what can I do to be found by God? And it might just be simply, you know, talking, having a conversation with them. It might simply be like asking someone who has knowledge, like, hey, like, how, how do you find God? You know, getting some other people's ideas. And it might just be, um, you know, showing up and saying, Lord, here I am. I'm, I'm ready for you. So yeah, how can we allow ourselves to be found by God today so that there can be this amazing rejoicing in heaven? There can be this great surplus of joy. Because that's the other cool thing about heaven is like there's an infinite amount of joy. They don't ever run out of joy. So does that sound like a, a possibility today? We can ask that question like, Lord, how do I make myself found by you? How do I make myself available to be seen by you? Does that make some sense today?